A young woman people can't stop talking about. Yo, Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Welcome back to another episode of Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley. And we are excited to be back at it. We are. We haven't had a lot from Taylor. Oh, I know. It's been Personally too quiet. It's <laughs> yeah. been a little bit too quiet. Yeah, on no her new music, but there has been some new promo. There has, and I've loved them. I know. It's been so great. I mean, so we got ready for it at the beginning of the month. I can't believe it's already over. Like, we've had it for three weeks now I almost. Know. Which is great. Everyone should still be listening to it. But since then, Taylor has released some promos. She's been releasing a little bit here and there. I guess the first one was the DirecTV stuff. Yes. Which is her relationship with AT&T. And they did these two commercials and a couple behind-the-scenes oh, stuff. Andy Samger. Yeah. And Olivia. <laughs> so Plus cute. Her little tail. I know. But She's... where is Meredith? That's the question. I was hoping that by this podcast, we'd have that question answered. <laughs> yeah, no. Where's Meredith? She's not the greatest maybe actress. She, maybe she so. gets camera shot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so nice to see Taylor, like having fun and being so happy and being the sweet, fun, funny Taylor we know and adore. A different tune than Look What You Mean Me Do. Definitely different. I was worried that it would mean she was sort of turning into the ice queen. Like, that would be her new persona was the girl who got burned too many times, so she erases all her media, she does all this, and now she's just singing about how pissed she is. But but you see her crawling around on her hands and knees. <laughs> yeah. You see, like, not only chasing her cat, but in an air vent trying to, like, <laughs> escape a locked room. Yes. You see her eating food off her shirt. <laughs> so relatable. Fighting with Andy Samberg. Yeah. It's so random. So, so <laughs> random. But I love it. I know. I loved it. She's hilarious. She's and so funny. I don't think people give her enough credit for how hilarious and sharp she is. I know. She's very quick-witted. It just seems like she'd be a fun person to be around in any scenario. I feel like... I would bore her to death. <laughs> no. I used to think that Taylor Swift and I would be best friends, yes. but now I'm seeing how sharp and witty and educated <laughs> she is. I'm everything except those. No! Yeah. <laughs> Don't be like that! <laughs> I just have to make sure if I ever meet her that I'm not just starstruck yeah. and at a loss for words. You That's what I'm cool. afraid of. I'm gonna see her and I'm just gonna, my mouth's gonna go dry yeah. and I won't be able to Well, there's anything. a lot to like gush about to her face because even in these promos it was just so cool to see how involved she is in her art because the next couple things that came out were behind the scenes for the Look What You made me do music video which is a masterpiece in and of itself and these behind the scenes were just so delightful because she was clearly like having so much fun doing this angry song yes when she did the promo for the zombie yeah she was saying i think everyone needs to like try and be a corpse one day you don't worry about yourself you're all of your insecurities fly out the window words of wisdom it's like taylor you should you should see me in the morning i look like a zombie yes and i still have insecurities see you have no (laughs) joking (laughs) you have things in common with taylor i look like a zombie yeah I don't need a team to put. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she did. And she looked like a beautiful, like, flawless zombie. Just just on point. Everything. The rotting skin, the, like, 
gross clear contacts and did you all see that i'm a big fan of walking dead oh really and walking dead the day after the music video was premiered they tweeted a photo of her and uh-huh. basically something being like if is if this is your audition piece considered <laughs> consider it done oh perfect <laughs> maybe we'll see her on walking dead yeah <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be great. Yeah. And then, of course, the best part to me was the behind the scenes of the Tower of Taylors, mm-hmm. which she released to people just last week, yeah, I the guess. 20th. Yeah. It was amazing because I'd always wondered how they did that because it seemed like it would take forever. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, I thought, is she dressing up as every single yeah. one of those Taylors and standing on a green screen? That. Yeah. That would take forever. Yeah, it turns out she's smarter than us, and she got some body doubles. So many people, when they walked in, their faces look different, but they did such yeah. a great job finding these women who had the exact body type. Yeah, like, how do you get that job? You just had to stand there and, like, duck your head. Have blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine getting to wear those outfits? Oh, God. I would die to get to wear, like, an iconic Taylor Swift outfit and for the day. And have a picture, because she tweeted oh, that yeah. photo, or someone tweeted the photo of her with all the Taylor Swifts. Oh, really? And she was there, and they were all dressed up in different oh, costumes. Just so magical. It was so nostalgic to see all those little pieces. I, I counted, and I don't know if I got them right, but I think there are 33 different Taylor Swifts. Oh, really? Yeah. And I might so be wrong. Fun. I mean, it was so fun to see them, because, like... In the music video, you can pick out quite a few. Yeah. But I hadn't seen, like, the love story ball gown, one of the dresses from You Belong With Me, and it was just like, oh, all the little tailors all together. It's just so sweet. And she doesn't age. Oh my gosh. It was unreal. The only, the only reason I could mentally tell that they were different was you could see the swoop of her bangs. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only difference. Messed up that one detail. Yes. Yeah. But if you would have put side-by-side photos. I know. Well, it was so nice because she dressed up herself as, like, the main tailor. Taylor's fighting, which was the Speak Now Taylor and the Red Tour Taylor. And she had, like, the corkscrew curls and the 13 on her hand, and it was just so sweet. And then, of course, like, Taylor, hands-on, was the one who decided to create that fight scene. Yes, that magical fight scene where Fearless and Red... No, get out of my house! (laughs) So funny. I think she said, I don't... No one's ever... invaded my home yeah. <laughs> where did I get that yeah she's creative I, I mean, loved when she was the you belong with me and she's sitting down doing the like the, yeah. the falling scene yeah and all those she's so funny yeah the sea anemone I yeah. can't say anemone like, yeah. this is what the people like this yeah. is what the kids like <laughs> yeah she's a fun person one it's thing nice to see that I thought was interesting was she's kind of playing into the media's vision of her mm-hmm. of being calculating and manipulating yeah I, i'm trying to explain this right the reason i think that she's intentionally been calculating and manipulating mm-hmm. is because she's only giving them what she wants to I give know. them she's manipulating their view of her and yes. calculating when she is releasing these promos it's and delightful. what they're getting i thought it was really really interesting that she also went to two different media outlets right. buzzfeed and people mm-hmm. buzzfeed hasn't always been the nicest to her 
I know. I think they I published an article about her being a sociopath one time. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so I just thought it was really interesting that she chose that media outlet. I know. They didn't give them a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it was directly great. directly into her music video. Right. And it was a longer It was like a 30-second clip that they had to build a whole article around, which I think is a power move on Taylor's part because they are always talking about her, but in this instance, she made them talk about her in a positive positive way she made them gush about her music video they're groveling on their oh, knees I know. they want anything and everything yes they're clawing at the <laughs> bottom of the media pile trying to get to the top and she's standing at the top being like here's a bone here here's, here's a bone there seconds <laughs> yeah people got it a little longer and i wonder if she just likes people more because honestly that's what it feels like to me is not necessarily petty but just, she she was ripped apart by everyone, just eviscerated. Her whole character was killed off by the media. And so now that she's back and she's singing about her reputation, she's in control of what people are saying about her. One, because she's not letting them talk to her. So she hands off the pieces she wants. And two, she's literally handing out these exclusives that sort of show exactly the game she wants to play. And she's she's controlling the narrative, which I think is what she wanted to do. And that's She needs exciting. to do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's great. And it's... Put the narrative in the media's hands. I know. And it goes to... Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> well, it's been so interesting because, again, the media did not like Look What You Made Me Do. But they're still being forced to talk about it in excited ways. They're like, oh, <laughs> we did just write an article about how little we liked the song, but now we're going to talk about how great the music video is. So I think it's amazing how well the song's still doing, even in spite of the hate. Really, 15 days. Yeah. It's been on number one. I know. On the Billboard 100. Which is great. How crazy is that? <laughs> For a song that is universally disliked. Yes, it's universally amazing. disliked. And have you heard about the weird fandom like fights that are going on? No. Okay, so this is interesting. The media has reported on it. People have tweeted on mm-hmm. it. So number one is Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And number two is Cardi L, I think. Okay. And for some weird reason, Nicki Minaj fans and Swifties are ganging up <laughs> to try and keep Cardi from being number one. Okay. So they're, I think they're streaming, listening to Look What You Made Me Do. Right. And Cardi fans and Katy Cat fans <laughs> are teaming up and trying to get Cardi's song to be number oh, one. Building alliances. Building a li- a very strange alliance. Yeah. Cardi likes Taylor, yeah. is what I heard, because I saw a little tiny bit about this drama, and I just read headlines, so I might be very wrong. But I think someone tweeted at Cardi and was like, oh, like, Taylor still beat you for number one or something, and she's like, I'd be honored either way. I love Taylor. And it's like, oh, girls supporting girls, you yeah. know? <laughs> exactly what Taylor loves. And then you have Nicki Minaj against Katy Perry right. in this scene, which they just did a song together, and they're friends. <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's the fans battling it right. out. I think maybe Nikki has some issue with Cardi that oh. I'm unaware about. Yeah. If you're listening <laughs> and you know the, the drama between Cardi and Nikki, tweet me. Let yeah. us know. <laughs> yeah, so help I, us. And obviously, Katy against Taylor that's mm, that we don't need sense. to yeah we don't <laughs> we need to go into that yeah <laughs> we have that yeah but here's to another uh another day of Taylor Swift being number one I know that's so exciting ready for it has dropped to number 22 though Ooh. which is funny to me because people love ready for yeah. it yeah but people can't stop talking about look what you made me do 
But here's... Interesting. Here's the thing. Let me lay it down for you. Yeah. The promos mm-hmm. lead directly into the music video. <laughs> you yeah. stream the music video, uh-huh. you listen to the song on Spotify or Apple Music, and you watch the promos. Yeah. Those are all going towards her number one spot. Ah, uh, yes. I'm proud to be a part of it, honestly. <laughs> I am too. I was on YouTube during work. I silenced my computer, <laughs> and I put it on loop yeah. for YouTube, and I watched quote unquote, doing your duty yeah look what you made me do the whole day while I was at work I don't know how many times yeah <laughs> no it's great and it's it's interesting because Taylor Swift is now the second most streamed artist on Who, Spotify who's the first Ed Sheeran her Ed. BFF oh. so it's okay they can be number one and number two because I love them I think and they're both great they love each other too they do I'm really hoping for an Ed and Taylor mashup again. I know. <laughs> well, I think there was rumors of that. Yeah. Maybe on his album or, or some upcoming single, maybe. I think he tweeted or talked to somebody about how he has a lot of interesting collaborations coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. With high that's profile right. people. Ed is such a talker. He is such a spoiler. Like, I feel like Taylor Swift can't tell him too much because he but- just blabs. But she let him listen to her whole album. <laughs> I know, and he had great things to had say. Do you want to I know, let, let us, you know. Yeah. I'll let you know. He said, and I quote, it's a very diverse album. Very diverse. So I think if people think yeah. that they have it all worked out, they're wrong. I know. It's so exciting to imagine what that means. <laughs> and also, you know, her video director has also listened to the yeah. album, and he said, it's a monster. Take it as good, bad, it's no. a monster. <laughs> well, he says it's a spectacular, Spectacular. Too. So spectacular it's a good, a good sort of monster. It's a good yeah. monster. <laughs> the one thing that I'm, I keep on going back to Ed, how he said that if people think they have it figured out, mm-hmm. they're wrong. I know. Is he directly like referring to Swifties who think they have some of the theories <laughs> who are like out? obsessively mapping out this album? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like he's more talking to all the people who think "Look What You Made Me Do" is the representative for the album. Okay. That's how I'd feel because I think I don't know if Ed's geared into the Tumblr Taylor Swift fandom, so maybe he doesn't know the crazy that's going on there because Swifties. Have it figured out. I swear. They do. Tumblr? <laughs> They're like little Sherlocks. It's insane, the I, things I, they've worked out. I feel like they should be detectives. Yeah. Well, if we speak to anything, it's the obsessive nature of <laughs> Taylor Swift fans. Now, the one thing that we did this last week, mm-hmm. we asked for our followers to let us know what they thought their theories were on the Reputation album. Yeah. Because I know we had some of our theories, and we wanted to know <laughs> if it tied up with anyone else. Yeah, if we were on the right track. And we got a few. Just to name one, one of our listeners, Brandy, she DM'd us on Twitter. She was wondering that maybe Taylor will do a little bit of country on her, her album. Oh, really? Yeah, what do you think about that? I think the country Taylor has set sail a has long time ago. Yeah. What about, like, red-esque country? <laughs> I can envision a, like a acoustic, pop. an acoustic song on here. Well, rumor has it, she has an acoustic song on her album. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'd believe that, but yeah. I feel like... I mean, to me, the country Taylor, if I'm being honest, was the most, I don't want to say fake, but the most... Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold the phone. I was watching a video of her, and so she was in Nashville, but she yeah. grew up in Philadelphia. Yeah. But there was this one speech she was giving, and she said, y'all. Yeah. 
And I was like, wait, where's the y'all now? Yeah, it's long gone. Like, I think she shed that skin a while yeah, back. Yeah, she definitely did. Of course, she's still in the country world because she's nominated for a country song right the now. Best. I know. I love it. For Better Man, which she wrote for... She wrote Better Man for Little Big Town. And so she still has her country roots, I guess, but I don't envision her trying. She loves the cohesive album. I think she carries a lot of discomfort with the Red album feeling so disjointed. Mm-hmm. I think she feels that cost her the Grammy. But Red was my favorite I know. Album. That's I know. It's crazy. I love Red. I think every Taylor Swift fan loves Red. So it would be interesting if she had like an acoustic or maybe some sort of all-too-well style ballad, but country just seems like a distant memory. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I like her pop stuff. Yeah. Another weird, weird theory that's been surfacing started on Tumblr. Yeah. I don't know where it originated from. I'm having such a hard time. I don't think there's a source. I think it's complete rumor. So someone put up all of Look What You Made Me Do, all of the um, lyrics, lyrics, and there were capitalized letters throughout the song. (laughs) And if you put all those together, it said, I made myself famous. Which would be amazing. It would be jaw-dropping. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Taylor, traditionally in her album booklet, she'll capitalize certain letters that spell out phrases that are either clues for the song or tell some sort of story. And so there's always like that little Easter egg in each song. So, so that's the theory It's not here. far-fetched. Yeah. It's not so far-fetched. It could, it'll definitely say something, but I made myself that. famous is a clear Kanye dig from the famous gate where he sings about making I her made that famous. Bitch famous. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be amazing. I don't know where they got that or how they did it because I heard that she's not doing album notes this time, which would be so sad because that's part of the fun of puzzling it out. But the old Taylor is dead. <laughs> she's dead. I know. And she's giving us a lot of clues in her music videos. Yeah. A lot of them. But, you know. You never if, know. If anyone knows where that original post came right. from. Like, what's send, the source on that? Send it my way. Yeah. Send it our way. <laughs> Swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other theories so, we got? There is. One of my coworkers, way before this album came out, had a theory that it would be time-related. Oh, everyone was obsessed she, with this. She posted one of the songs of one of her friends who had just released a single. Yeah. And there was clocks in the photo. And yeah. so everyone... And she was, like, listening till the end of time. Yes. And it happened during the eclipse. And there was all this, like, we're running out of time. And it's just, like, there was a big theory about there that. There was a big theory about that. I necessarily don't know if... I believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because there's always been a rumor about the new album that turns out to be completely crazy off the books. Like, 1989, people thought it was going to be called Black and White or Roses Mm -hmm. based on, like, outfits she wore or something. But there's, like, this huge part of the fan base that was like, it's called Roses. And then she's like, it's 1989. And so it's like a running gag that we get these really incorrect theories. But I will say the Look What You Made Me Do had a lot of watches and 
time motifs. Yes. <laughs> Another one of our listeners, I think his name's Omar, he commented on our Instagram post, oh, yes. which I just love. And he was saying that there were a lot of like time related in yeah. what you made me do. Like you said, there's that bathtub scene. There are three perfectly arranged watches mm-hmm. on the floor. It's to yeah. the right of the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And it's whereas you see all the other jewelry scattered apart, yeah. there are these three perfectly arranged watches. Mm-hmm. And in the car crash scene, a watch flies directly in front oh, really? of the camera. Yeah. So, there's something there. There's I don't know that. what it would be. And when she promoted her video for Look What You Made Me Do, didn't she say something like, are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. And then when, at the very end of one of her AT&T promos, where yeah. she's pretending to start singing, the yeah. announcer said, oh, we're out of time. Yeah. So some people think that the next song is going to be called out of time. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, wouldn't be crazy. It makes sense yeah. because Taylor has done that. She's been feeding into these sort of Russian nesting dolls of her different clues. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I think it's interesting too that there's like a big number three motif in her music video. You have the three watches, you have the bank robbing scene, there's like everything's in stack of threes. In the airport, there's three cars, there's just like a lot of threes. And then in Ready For It, you open with the ellipses, which is the three dots. So it's like, what does it mean? I and don't know. And Ready For It, you open with those three... Oh, yeah, the three bass. Bum, yeah. bum, bum. The three yeah. bass. When I first noticed that, I was like, oh, there will be three singles. But I really have no idea what's going on. Yeah. She's playing us for a fool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're eating it up. I love it. G- give me anything. I'm so thirsty. Yeah. This well, drought has been the very worst. <laughs> yes. Well, it's good you want more because we're getting into more. Usually around um, this time in the episode, we'd go into song lyrics. We don't have a new song to dissect, unfortunately. So we are flushing the format. Yeah. <laughs> we figured we'd go into the most juicy and intriguing theory we've heard on the Reputation album, and that is the 15 Taylors theory, which is a, it's a tangled web. <laughs> it's, it's meaty. Dark, <laughs> dark tangle web. Yeah. There's so much to it, but there's not a lot behind it. Oh, there's nothing behind it. There's nothing behind it. (laughs) Well, except, okay, so Taylor Swift, like we talked about last week, she's been liking things on Tumblr. And these things seem like clues sometimes because she did like a Tumblr post, which I think is how this all started, was someone noticed at the end of the Look What You Made Me Do music video, there are 15 Taylors lined up. And how many tracks are on Reputation? 15. 15. And Taylor Swift liked something that was saying that. So we know that much was on purpose. Yeah. But people took that and ran with it. Ran wild. (laughs) Yes. So maybe you could explain a little bit about this theory, because I'm not sure I quite understand how it would look. So bear with me. Okay. I'm not sure how it's going to sound <laughs> Yeah. in her album. Right. So there's this one theory that there are 15 tailors, and each tailor represents a char- like one of like a past character mm-hmm, like a or a new character. Okay. There are 15 of her. There are seven old tailors. Mm-hmm. There are seven new tailors. From the music video. From the music video. And then there's the last tailor's way back on the wing she's the one who was spray painting reputation the mystery girl that we have we know Mm -hmm. nothing about right so people are speculating that every single taylor swift is going to represent a song Mm -hmm. that she's releasing and not only a song some people are thinking each 
Taylor is going to get a music video. Oh, visual album. Yes. And originally, people didn't know which way to count. Was it going to be from the left to the right or the right to the left for (laughs) the tracks? Yeah. And then we got, are you ready for it? Right. And she promoted an orange, which gave Uh, you the jailbird, who was all in orange. That's true. That was track one. Okay. And then you count six over, and you have... Taylor Swift in black, who's looking at her nails. Yeah. Like, real, the Beyonce, yes. if you will. Yeah. Wearing the, that, that bodysuit. Yeah. And that is supposed to represent her sixth track. Look what you made me Look do. Look what you made me do. Okay, okay. And so you just keep okay. on going down, which is really interesting because how is she going to represent right. her Look What You Made Me Do self in a right. new video or exactly. even a new song? Yeah, that's where it sort of loses me is I can't quite understand how it would happen, but it is a provocative idea to think that she placed these clues right in front of our face in the 15 characters she picked out to put in that lineup. And so each one will somehow either alert us to something in each song they'll then represent or they'll somehow be a part of that song. I don't necessarily think she'll do a visual album. That's just me. I don't know. It just seems like too derivative and people would just say she's copying Beyonce and (laughs) Homegirl's already gotten that accusation with the like what you made me do music video. So I feel like I could understand if it was more oh, I have 15 tracks, so I'll just pick 15 tailors that I think represent each one, because that'll be a fun little Easter egg. But this literal translation is interesting, and it sort of lets us have the fun of figuring out what each song would be about. (laughs) Now bear with us, because there are some characters that we've looked into that we have no idea (laughs) what the song would be about. (laughs) But that's what Ed said. He said we don't know everything, so we're just proving him right. So let's go. So if you haven't already noticed, it's going from right to left. Yes. Starting with Jailbird Taylor in that sexy orange piece. Yeah. So we talked about this theory last week where we tied the two together, mm-hmm. specifically through the lyrics of how you know Burton to this Taylor, Taylor, he can be my jailer. You know, he can join the heist and you see her in the music video in a birdcage with what looks to be security yeah. surrounding the birdcage, so yeah. you know that she's in jail. Yeah, it makes sense. It you makes can sense. See it. I can see that, and yeah. I think that that song is kind of giving people the push for this theory. Right. So we got that one. Got one that down. One. Are we going to go by the order or by who spoke? Well, maybe we can just review quickly. Let's review um, about what they say to yeah, each other and how the music video and ends. how they act, because maybe not every single. <laughs> Like, interaction will mean something? Yeah. It could. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's how we have these 15 anyways, is they're all standing on the stage, and they're talking crap about each other. And um, it's a great part of the music video, so I'm happy to revisit it. It's my favorite part of the music <laughs> yeah. video. Let's revisit But it. for people who haven't been watching it on repeat, let's just walk through it really quick. So, You Belong With Me, she's all excited, and she says, You guys... And then uh, Zombie Taylor says, stop making that surprise face. It's so annoying. And then the ballerina Taylor says, you can't possibly be that surprised all the time. And Beyonce Taylor is like, what's with that bitch? Zombie says, don't call me that. (laughs) Yeah. And Fearless Taylor's all sad and says, y'all. Y'all. And she starts (laughs) sobbing. (laughs) Well, first, the red Taylor is like, oh, stop acting like you're all nice. You are so fake 
And you're... then Fearless starts crying. That's when she starts crying. <laughs> and then Biker Taylor is like, oh, there she goes, playing the victim again. Classic. <laughs> and then Met Gala is like, what are you doing? Looking at the fur coat Taylor who says, getting receipts, gonna edit this later. And then VMA Taylor says, um, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. <laughs> Classic. And they all yell, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it goes. That's the order they talk in. Some of them don't have any speaking roles. The tailor in the red dress is just hissing like a snake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of hissing. And the rep tailor and the sexy leotard is just rolling her eyes. So they're all like active, but they're not all talking. So we have no idea if this matters, but we shared it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and now I guess the main thing is to look into what each of these Taylor's would possibly represent. Mean. Yeah, what those songs would look like. We could start out with the red Taylor, the hiss. Yeah, the snaky Taylor, who's track number two, which <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what that represents. <laughs> yeah. I don't. So really, could, no clue. Could that be maybe a diss track on either Kanye or Kim? Yeah. I would think maybe Kim, because yeah. she tweeted about National Snake Day. <laughs> yeah. She brought this upon herself. Yes. And to be fair, I think the harder ones to figure out are going to be the new tailors, because like we said, there's seven old tailors. You have the Red Era, Fearless Era, 2009 VMAs, the Met Gala, the You Belong With Me, and the Shake It Off Ballerina. And then you have these seven Look What You Made Me Do personas. So the red hissing snake tailor who spilt the tea in the music video could very well be a diss track. Yes. She's bringing in that hot tea to serve again. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we have for her. Yeah, not much <laughs> yeah. to go off of. <laughs> yeah, but you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah. Now the other one that I think one of your friends really wanted to know about was the... Out of the Woods Zombie. Yes. The zombie one is the provocative one. I mean, that's track four. And the Out of the Woods one is interesting because it is Out of the Woods, but it's also the murdered and reincarnated Out of the Woods. She's a zombie. She's a nasty-looking zombie. And Take that back. She's a beautiful... <laughs> flawless zombie. Flawless yeah. zombie. <laughs> but um, it is interesting to think about what this track would be like. The zombie Taylor is interesting because, you know, she clawed her way out of the earth in the beginning of the music video. She's the last representation of the 1989 era who comes into play in this now reputation era as a zombie. And I think a lot of people thought that was a clever reference on Taylor's part to the fact that people threw this Taylor Swift is over party during Big the 2016. Hashtag. Yeah, it was yeah. like R.I.P. Taylor, like she's gone. Someone did and, a mural, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's this whole joke that, oh, Taylor never made it out of the woods. Because in the music video, she's, if you remember, she's like being chased by wolves. She's in like an ice field. She's in the mud. She's just trying to get to the beach and to be safe and out of the woods and the music video ends with her reaching out to like herself but you never see her turn around and people are like oh she never made it out she was actually a zombie like she got buried by the media she thought 1989 was her escape from this hate that has been following her throughout her career and it was supposed to be all happy and like oh she lost him but she found herself and somehow that was everything but plot twist, she got buried again. And so now she rose from the dead. She crawls out of the grave of her reputation 
and starts off this whole new era. So what will her song look like? I really don't know. <laughs> I would think it was going to be some, like, dark song. Yeah. But Ed said, we don't know. Right. Traditionally, the fourth track is the single we get next. So we might not have to wait a long time to find out. It is also worth noting that Perez Hilton, I just hate that man, but he had a rumor that there's a nine-minute song on this album, and he said it was track four. Eight minutes, 47 seconds. Oh, (laughs) to be exact. To be exact. But it's rumored that it'll be a long one, which to me would make sense if she is talking about the death of her reputation and this need to rise from the dead. So the only way I could possibly think that he's heard about this (laughs) is at the beginning of the year, a bunch of the radio stations go to LA Mm. and a bunch of artists premiere songs that they're going to be releasing that year. So it's possible that he might have been there Mm -hmm. and maybe she played this 8 minute, 47 second song. Which is supposed to be the next single. single. Or someone he knows yeah went there i don't know if they'd actually (laughs) invite him because he's he's... just a trash monster yeah (laughs) sorry sorry not sorry yeah but it is yeah it'd be interesting to see if that is an actual nine minute song because i don't think i think dear john is her longest and i think that clocks in around seven Mm. so she has a lot to say and i wouldn't blame her for saying it all (laughs) i'm excited to hear what she has to say i know because she had all too well yeah that was a 10 minute song that she ripped from that album red because it Mm. didn't fit the normal length of a song yeah so there's that rumor that she still has it and the fandom is thirsty for it they're like release the 10 minute track But I don't know if we'll ever see that. It seems like it'd be weird to revisit an old song like that. Well, it's kind of like revisiting an old ex. Yeah. (laughs) Revisiting Jake. Yeah. (laughs) No one wants that. But then we have the You Belong With Me song slash character. I think we have um, separate views. Oh, really? On what this song may be about. (laughs) I think we do. Yeah. Tell me what you think it's about. I know she has You Belong With Me 2.0 Yeah, t-shirt. she has the Junior Jewels shirt where she has the name of, of all her current squad members. I don't know if it means anything, but if it does, to me, it would feel like this song would be the perfect song to sing about, like, the new romantics 2.0, where maybe, it'll be about friendship maybe and Maybe fame getting in the way <laughs> of friendship. Yeah, that's true. It could definitely be, like, more of a petty how dare you leave my squad type of song. <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't think so. Although yeah. it is interesting to note that Martha's name is on the, mm-hmm. the shirt, but someone in an interview asked her about that, and she said she didn't sign the t-shirt, but oh, it was I, cute. Yeah, so no, I doubt no one actually signed, signed it. it. Yeah. So if anyone else, if anyone thinks that, she had everything to do with signing it and yeah, collaborating she, it. Yeah, she chose who to put on that shirt. She chose. She which chose. is interesting because... Why did she choose who she did? And honestly, when did her and Ryan Reynolds become such good friends? Like, do they still talk? I want to know that. I want to know if they maybe, text. <laughs> maybe it's a representation. And this is just me right now pulling it out <laughs> of how the media viewed their friendship. Yeah. Because the media, there was that infamous photo of Blake and Ryan and Calvin and Taylor yeah. on 4th of July sitting yeah. next to each other. So maybe that's... And there's been a lot of media outlet this saying that Lord and Taylor aren't friends. Yeah. And that Harley and Taylor have been fighting. Right. So maybe it's the media. Yeah, maybe that's Maybe that's representing if her friendship's in the media... I have a different view on this. Yeah, tell um, me. 
this would be the fifth track of her CD. That's right. And on every single album she's made, the fifth track has always been, like, a sad oh. song. I'll break it down for you. Yeah, tell us. 1989, the fifth track was All You Had to Do Was Stay. Classic. Red, fifth track, All Too Well. Brutal. Speak Now, Dear John. Oh, infamous. Fearless, White Horse. Empowering. Taylor Swift, Cold As You. Ah, uh, so well, that's true. All that's sad. some damning but evidence. in her first few albums, a lot of them were kind of sad. Yeah. Because they're country. <laughs> that's true. They were all a little depressing. Yeah, but all those were, were very, very sad and kind of like tearjerkers. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Well, Anna, she loves tradition, so that would make sense, too. I don't know. She's she dead. sticks to him. Yeah, that's true. She's not doing anything traditional. Yeah, we don't know what's happening. But then we have Look What You Made Me Do, Taylor. It's interesting that, in my mind, the logical Look What You Made Me Do, Taylor, would be the one in the rep leotard. The one on top of the Yeah, the, the crucifix Taylor. Yeah. Whereas this one, I mean, she had a big part, I guess. She's the one who broke it down, danced hardcore. So sexy. Yeah, and, but it doesn't necessarily fit in the same way that I thought it maybe would have. So I don't know. But that's the that's the sixth track, so it is the Look What You Made Me Do, Taylor. Yeah. We just have to accept that. <laughs> But then... You were confused by the next one, the Met yes. Gala. Yeah, I was. Honestly, the Met Gala one, I don't know why she had such a prominent role in the Liquid Made Me Do music video, because, I mean, it's a beautiful dress, so I get that. And people say it's the start of the 1989 era, because it was, like, the first event she went to, close to releasing that album. But I don't know what song she would sing. Well, the way she's acting, she's kind of does that damsel in distress, like, mm-hmm. oh. So I don't know if it's going to be something like that, or possibly, I think she was dating Calvin at the time, and maybe oh. something happened, like, around that time. Maybe it's going to be a love song. About a, a damsel in distress. About a damsel in distress, or about her, like, something that happened between her and Calvin Harris. I think they were just beginning to date around that time. That's interesting. Yeah. I want to hear that. Me I would too. love to hear more about the Calvin relationship. And the positive side of the Calvin relationship. Because yeah, you get the positive <laughs> you, well, you get the positive love stuff when it came to Jake Gyllenhaal. You got some yeah, of the positive love stuff with Harry Styles. You're so, right. I, yeah. Okay, you're right. That's fair. And you know, that would make sense to have the pretty girl in the pretty dress sing about her pretty love life. Mm-hmm. So we're on to something. We yeah. have got this down. <laughs> So, Ed, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Are we on track? Because then the next one is the VMA Taylor, the infamous Taylor. <laughs> That's, like, the Taylor most everyone knows. She was interrupted by Kanye at the 2009 VMAs. Taylor Swift and Kanye have been unable to escape this narrative ever since. So, what could she be singing about here? I mean, it could be her famous rebuttal, you know? She could finally be laying it down. But she's the one who says, I'd very much like to be excluded from this narrative. So... Yeah. Do we want a rebuttal? No, I don't. I want her to move on and never to mention Kanye again. Me too. (laughs) Will she? I I don't know. Because in a lot of ways, her albums are always like diary entries, and she has to say her piece before she can move on. And she never explicitly call somebody out. I don't know. She did write Innocent, which is a song where she sings about, you're still growing up, but it's okay. You're still an innocent. I forgive you, basically. But maybe she has more to say about him saying to the world that he made her famous because of that. So maybe she is going to take control of the narrative and maybe it won't be like, Kanye, you ruined my life. But maybe it's like, listen, everyone who thinks I didn't do this myself, I did. 
I made myself famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also have to talk about Kanye's music video. Yeah, it's disgusting. He's in bed, and there are countless celebrities naked. Yeah, just like really lifelike mannequins. And there are two people who have prime spots next to him. One's Kim, and the other's Taylor. Ugh. And you can see that they've made a mock-up of Taylor. looks lifelike of her being naked. I can't imagine the feelings Taylor went through when she saw that because she's been very vocal about how we will never see a naked photo of her. I don't know if this might be a song answering that because in my mind, I would have been more pissed off about the music video than him referring to me as a bitch. Right. Well, it all just come, plays into the same. It's their like hand a in gross hand. little misogynistic look at how he has ownership over these people and yeah yeah, you can get into the artistry of like Kanye making a statement on fame but like when you boil it down he made these nude figures without permission and it's really gross like as a woman that's just like invading your your space yeah so (laughs) she should call him out because that's just nasty and also his song didn't do well so maybe hers will just do so much better I hope so (laughs) Yeah. Then after the 2009 VMA, you have the receipt tailor. Yes. Taking photos and saying, getting receipts, I'm going to edit this later. I'm torn on what this could be about because you do have Katy Perry. Yes. It looks a lot kind of like her with the hairdo. She's wearing like the leopard outfit that's kind of... But it's a fur coat, so that's very Kim. That is very Kim. (laughs) And Kim, a lot of people think that Kim edited the video that she posted on Snapchat. The hour-long conversation boiled down to three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I read this interesting, really totally not realistic theory that this track would just be the full conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Just like an audio leak of it, which doesn't make sense because one, how did she get it? And two, that would be the most boring, like, (laughs) song for anyone who didn't care. I don't want that on the album. I just want that release. (laughs) Right. So I think it is interesting. And it's like, how many diss tracks can you have on one album? Because I just don't think they can all be about this. So to me, another provocative angle on this 15 Taylors theory is that they won't necessarily be about specific moments or people in her life. They'll be more about personas and reputations Taylors had or mm-hmm. people have put on her. And so looking at it, you'd be like, oh, there'd be a song about her being man hungry and... There'd be a song about her being needy, or there'd be a song about her being fake. And it's like, what would this one be about? I don't know. I mean, getting receipts, I'm going to edit this later. It could be, like, about her being calculating or about her being... Manipulating. Yeah. I think that... I actually think that would be great. I know. I think it'd be fun if the songs were less about her life and more about, these are the characters you want me to play, so here's a piece of the pie for for everyone. I'll play them for you right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Here you go. Here you go. I'm really excited for this. I think her album drops in 48 days. Oh, really? I know. Less than two months. We need, so exciting. We need to do something. Yes. We'll have a big party. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, it's going to be exciting because usually you know what to expect with a Taylor album and you can count on there being love songs and fun songs and sad songs. But now it's like you really don't know and it's fun that she isn't talking about it and she's putting all these clues out there for us to go crazy over. Okay, the craziest one I'm going over right now is the real Taylor on the back of the plane. I know. Because honestly, we don't know what the other, is it for? Left. We don't. We just have no idea. There's like the Speak Now Taylor, the Red Tour Taylor, who's just such a Bitch. mean. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you have the rep tailor and the robber tailor and the bike tailor. So they're mostly new tailors, and I don't know what they're going to look like. I don't either. I think it'd be fun, again, if they play into different personas. Tailors had to inhabit, and you could have, like, hardcore songs and angry songs and you know, calculating songs. But the interesting one is the mystery tailor on the back of the plane. I feel like this one has the most meat around it. Yeah. Possibly could be the most correct theory. Yes. For this this tailor. makes sense. Right. Other 14 tailors (laughs) up in the air. We were guessing. Yeah, we were guessing. (laughs) But this one is interesting because... Like we talked about, she's the one on the back of the plane. She's sort of the mystery tailor, but people call her the real tailor. And she's wearing this quirky <laughs> outfit. Just crazy, a little 60s vibe. Like, I've never seen her wear anything like it. No. But the reason people call her the real tailor is on Tumblr. A lot of her likes have been about this being the real tailor. Like, oh, it's the tailor the media can't see. Like, we never really get the full tailor, but this is her. She's been hiding. One of them that I really liked was this quote. I can't help but think if that tailor on the plane behind all the other tailors represents the actual tailor. Like, she created all the different archetypes for each era, but her real self is someone who isn't portrayed 100% on the media and is forced into the background. And Taylor liked that, which is pretty telling, I think. Maybe she's just like, oh, that's a cute idea, click. But (laughs) it seems like she must mean something by it. So this is just for fun, people. Like, don't quote us. Don't. (laughs) Unless it turns out to be true. Yes. Then Then we told you first. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all us. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the fun theories that I really have liked, Mm -hmm. it's more of a rumor than a theory, comes from our favorite Twitter source. Mm -hmm. We love, love, love pop fact news. Apparently, she had an explicit single that she scrapped from the album (sighs) called Jealous Much. That would be amazing, and I hope it appears one day. I've interacted with a lot of fellow Swifties, and they've really wanted an explicit song. (laughs) I know. But I don't know if she would put an explicit song on her album because she does have younger fans. Yeah, and she likes them, and I think she appreciates being a role model. And I don't know why we're so thirsty for an explicit track, but I, like, want it more than anything. It'd be a different Taylor. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's because we've grown up and we're just, like, we're, like, ready for it. (laughs) I'm so ready for it. It could be the biker Taylor. That's true. She's pretty hardcore again. That could be explicit. I know. It's, It's interesting to think about how Taylor has grown up, and she's grown up under a very watchful eye slash glare, and I think she must be sort of itching to break free and be her true self, which is why this idea of there being a real Taylor is interesting, because it seems like if this theory holds up, the 15th track will be from her perspective Mm -hmm. and like what'll that be like looking at all the promos and spots we've gotten these last couple weeks of her being playful and happy and fun I don't necessarily think that her point of view Taylor would then be this acid angry person who's resentful of everything she has and everything people have done to her it seems like it would be a track that would be uplifting which is great because traditionally the last track ends with a song about new beginnings, you know? You have it clean, comes, comes you have begin full, again. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it seems like it would make sense if this track was like, listen, you have destroyed every single one of my reputations. You've taken every person I was and destroyed. eviscerated it. Yeah. yeah. And now she's like, but I don't care anymore. Like, you can have all these tailors, they're dead now, but like, I still have me, the core me. And 
that me is cool and fun and happy and I'm excited. Yeah, well, she is being very protective of herself right now from the media. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's able to be herself yeah. without any scrutiny. I know, and it, it's nice to imagine that. Um, <laughs> it is. So I think right now, I think it's our time to spill some tea. Yes. And what's been going on? I know. If you think there hasn't been drama because there hasn't been new music, then you clearly don't know Taylor because drama follows her. What went down this last week? This this band, 3LW, they are known for their hit, Play Is Gonna Play. Yeah. They're suing Taylor Swift for, when did she really shake it off? 2014. 2014. Yeah. They're suing her. <laughs> yeah, three years later. Three years for later. For a song that's been in pop culture for three years. Like, they're very late to the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're so late to the game. I think someone had already tried to sue yeah, her so. in 2014 to 2015 yeah. for Shake It Off. Crazy. No one has that trademark. Well, I think Taylor does. Taylor, <laughs> that's the thing. Taylor is, I was reading an article, she is starting to trademark all of her... Oh, she trademarked it in like she, 1989. Yeah, but she, but she, but she, she's a step ahead of the game, and she's trade, right. even right now. She's trademarked the the old Taylor can't come mm-hmm. to the film right now. I think it's empowering. Honestly, people are like, "Oh, gross!" Like I roll. What a thirsty person. But the trademark doesn't mean no one can ever use it again. It just means that she owns that merchandise. She's not gonna like let someone else profit off of her image. And I think that's admirable and honestly, like, empowering as a woman. It's great that she feels proud of her work, recognizes the power of that work, and puts a trademark on it. Like, mm-hmm. why not, you know? <laughs> so, the songwriters were Sean Hall and Nathan Butler. Yeah. And their attorney, Gerard Fox, he <laughs> said, the combination of playa's players <laughs> playing along with haters, haters, hating may seem like a common parlance today. However, in 2001, <laughs> it was completely original and unique. They've been building this case for three years, and that's the best they came up with. this is my question. <laughs> so how come they haven't sued anyone else who have referenced haters gonna hate or players gonna play? <laughs> right. In the past, what has it been? 16 years? Yeah. <laughs> it just feels so thirsty. Like, the timing of it and the way they went about it, it's just clearly a play getting some publicity now that Taylor's back in the spotlight. Have you spotlight. listened to their song? No. I haven't either. <laughs> Obviously, it's not helping them getting exposure yeah. because I haven't listened to I it. Don't, yeah, I know. It's sort of a weird thing for anyone to do at this point is to try and sue Taylor. What was the outcome of that case? And obviously, it wasn't a positive They outcome. lost. They yeah. Lost. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what gave those writers... I don't know, the, like, fire under their butt to say, I'm going to sue Taylor Swift for Shake It Off, even though the last suit, they didn't win. I know. I don't think they have any hope of winning. I think they wanted people to talk about them, and people are talking about them, but I think it's proving that not all publicity is good publicity because no one cares about 3LW. 3L who? (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of haters gonna hate, I do have to say, so we have an Instagram account. Yes. And some people have left really weird, I wouldn't say mean, but rude comments on our Instagram page. <laughs> I don't really care. I delete them because... Yeah. Because, you know. Because we can. Because we can. <laughs> and I think my husband told me, like, when you get your first hater, you've made it. Yes. Yes. We've we, done it. No, we have about 100 subscribers. <laughs> 
And we have yes. our first hater. Ah, Swiftish for the win. <laughs> if you guys want to leave us some love or some hate, either way, you guys can follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at swiftishpodcast.com and you can send us hate mail or love mail or just random emails at swiftishpodcast at gmail.com. We've got our bases covered. We do. We have our bases covered everywhere. And we're just excited to see what Taylor has in store for us. But until next week, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And And now... now We're out of time.